political humor needs, go to timstesseract.com. Read fiction about the future of San Francisco after the water wars of 2121 in Jane 6. Ask a Jedi for important life hacks. Eat flesh with the bare exoskeleton Contessa. And check your horror horoscope on Horoscopia. Updated every three parsecs. Tim's Tesseract. When you hear the trippy music, you know it's time. You know it's two o'clock on a Wednesday. And it's time for Some Call Me Tim. I have special guest Warhol Kaufman. They said I'm special and they gave me a special bus. You are super special. And this is your second appearance on Some Call Me Tim. Last time we talked about conspiracy theories and uh, the, the fake moon landing, which... I, I now you because of you I started doing research into that. Oh shit! And I absolutely believe you that it was completely fake. At least the first one. Yeah. I don't know. I, maybe we've been since. My thing is, how come when I look at the moon, I can't see a flag? Because <laughs> it's really tiny. I want to see it. <laughs> want to see the flag? Uh, I think that you were right about the belt of uh, electromagnetic. Oh yeah, the Rus- the- yeah. The Russians couldn't figure it out. We, I think we've never, I don't think we've ever sent a human out of, out of orbit. I think that we've been in, I think they're up there in the space station and they've been fixing satellites and I believe all of that, but I don't think they've ever made it past that Van Allen belt. Did you hear that Elon Musk, like he sent that car out, he sent like a a Tesla car out to orbit, but then something went wrong. So it supposedly is going to crash to earth at some point. And they don't know like where. Like a meteor. Yeah, it's just going to be a meteor car, and it might hit someone or a wow. building. Wow. It Hopefully anything. it'll go in the ocean. The ocean's pretty big, but then it might kill a whale. That'd be pretty bad. You know, I don't know what I hope. Maybe it'll hit the White House. Do you have hope? <sighs> okay, can I confess? Like, Please, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so you, I mean, I guess, you know, the more you, you do the act, the more it becomes you, and you become it a little bit, and like... There's not really room in my act for things to be going well. That's not part of it. I don't have that comedic space. It's not funny. So what you you think that the only way to create true art is through pain? No, no, no. I just mean like my, my act, like let's say... Theoretically, if things were going well, I would have no way to tell you. I'm like, like joy is like a prisoner locked up in the back of my head. And so like sometimes it it comes on spontaneously, you know, you used to be a poet who was so joyful running around as a, you know, and the light and wonderment in the world and shit, shit happens. It was you. I mean, you was a completely different persona. So I think that because I've known you through two persona that I think you can create and destroy personas at at will. Do you know the poet, the guy Luis Borges, um, or no, Pessoa? Anyways, he was a, he wrote in, he had 21 different people that he was writing as, and he would write letters. He had one of his characters that was him, was him writing criticism about his other poems. Yeah. But they, they were all personas. Kim Peele did that too. 
Oh. They they had a show, a commentary show that they would do on YouTube about their show. <laughs> and it was called Mike and Van Davian. <laughs> and Van Davian's like Van Davian's like super like hyperactive and Mike never speaks. And so it's just like Jordan Peele in the back. Uh, and he'll be wearing like shorts and flashing his balls at the camera and just being like, uh, uh, I, I, got, I got nothing to say about this one. That was, that was stupid. And then they just criticize the show. They're like, that was dumb. That was stupid. Yeah. There are many personas. I feel like you could, you could manipulate your so, personas. So Young Marks, like the hip hop thing is a completely different space, right? So I don't know. Uh, spiritual. So like I had this thing I wanted a little while ago and I I guess maybe I feel it less but I was just like I want to just become an idea I don't want to be a person I just want to be an idea you want to be an idea yeah I want to stop physically existing and I just want to exist as as concepts and I got really excited about that exist as just only be concepts so uh well, maybe, maybe you um, should try to publish something. Maybe like think of it less metaphorically and think. So, because like, if you, it, you, the only way that I could understand you existing as ideas would be if someone was, if you had a first-person narrative that was written and people were reading it, then they would be able to consume those ideas and have that be their perception of you. I've in the literal sense. I do think it's time to publish some something just like uh, as myself. Like when we put the book out before, you know, it was a collection of a bunch of writing by different people and stuff. But like, I do. Uh, it's come pretty close a couple times. I've had a people offer. You know, people be like, "Hey, I want to publish a book for you," and I always scare them because what happens is. <laughs> Yeah, because you hate success and you. <laughs> no, 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 dude! It's it's so funny. So 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 you go, hey Baraka, I want to publish a book for you. So like, think about if you were going to, you know, and then I they get a document in their email like immediately, like okay, here you go, and then they're like, whoa, I thought you were gonna have to go away and write a bunch of stuff, but you actually have it all compiled, and now it's my turn, and they get freaked out, uh, and then it doesn't happen. So right, I have to right, just, right, 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 right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I have, I, I completely understand. Like, form, even just doing it on Kindle, you have to have, get someone to do the formatting, which is can be difficult. Well, you know, and the layout and all that stuff. I think that um, the way that I would want to do it probably is just a pitch. Hmm. And so instead of like self-publishing, just pitching to different like editors and trying to see. Uh, what happens there right now uh, I think I have like 16 or 15 published pieces in, in like different publications cool. and uh, I haven't had time to write because the the catastrophe and like moving around and like not having Wi-Fi and shit it's just right I don't have like, I don't have why I don't pay for Wi-Fi at my place either it's really spotty well it's I can't like get I, my 4g signal either so it's like both I don't I don't have a smartphone yeah. but I I particularly try to remove myself from technology I I would rather not 
have Netflix all the time. Well, so you have like this studio. Right. So I, I'll come here to work. My studio's been down for like over a year. Oh, yeah. Like I used to have a sound studio and I'm trying to get workflow back, but it's just like been very incremental. So like other people keep telling me I'm doing well and I'm doing a bunch of stuff, but like... That's I, nice. People I tell see, you you're doing well. That's really nice. They do. I see... I see um, there's like so much wasted energy. I, every single day I'm wasting so much of my energy, my time, my money, and my resources that I theoretically have. And I'm trying to Into get, what? Get what are you wasting efficient. them on? Where do you feel like you're wasting? Some of it is just logistical. It's just like having to drive around. To, you have know, a car? Uh, I don't have a car. Nelly has oh, a car. Okay. But I was yeah. going to say, you are successful. Oh my God. I don't, I don't own things. Oh, but okay. No, so it's like <laughs> I can't even imagine housing a car in San Francisco. Like oh, okay. where you park it, where you get tickets, where you don't get tickets, paying the tickets. So basically, my nights parallel parking are like can't do it. You know, it's like stages. Trying to get on stage. In theory, maybe twice would be nice. More could be cool or whatever. Uh, and then in the in between time between like like right before the shows and stuff, I'm usually trying to communicate with comics and move like projects forward sure uh and then like in the morning is when i try to get work done where like usually i would say like sit up in bed be like oh i'm here and like get on my machine and just like spend hours whatever emailing bookers or researching whatever the fuck but like right now i'm in a very like (sighs) precarious sort of situation so we don't really have plumbing all the way so then i have to like leave what, the house wait, and what? we don't have like wi-fi it's like, it's like what it's like a semi-squatting thing it's just all uh, yeah so the whole thing it's just it's w- really hard energy. for it's really hard to have you know like a practice or a discipline with writing or with creating when your home space isn't as you, yeah. you know, as you want it. like In harmony with, with the Right, work, yeah. a room, if Virginia Woolf would say, a room of one's own, you know. Yeah. You need a room of one's own and an ability queen, to write. A well-lighted place. Right. right. Yeah, but that, that, that's, that we don't have the stress of, now the thing that I found very interesting about Virginia Woolf is that she says that in order to truly create, and specifically she was talking about women, uh, but I think it works for all writers, but she was saying that in order to create a, a true artist, needs to have a place, a room of one's own, and delicious foods, and the opportunity to create without financial pressure. So basically, she was saying that the only way that one could create is if if you take that pressure off, then you truly have the resources to be able to express yourself. But we have to fight to get there. I mean, (laughs) right. Well, exactly. So that's the problem is that if your home situation is tumultuous, then like then your art becomes exactly what you you know it it mirrors your life. Can I? Can I? I'm found uh, recently. I've been feeling miserable right up until I do my set, and then right after I feel like better usually, and so. Since I've been feeling uninspired, I have not been trying out material as much. Usually I like incubate material, but I've just been doing my act. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so like, I'm getting really positive feedback, but it's this weird like inversion where it's like, I'm not feeling the inspiration, but other people then are like receiving the work more. And then 
I get inspired after by seeing that it worked, but I'm not like, you feel me? I'm yes. not ex- experimenting or no, not that's not even as true. Well, I don't you're know. trying to find. I mean, it's it's the same thing I'm doing with. It's like meaning and you know, you set a goal and then what happens when you kind of reach your goal and you're like, well, is that my goal? Is that still my goal? Yeah. Or trying to feel fulfilled you're trying to f- feel a sense of fulfillment in your this- life's path and choice and what you how you choose to spend your hours upon this planet and is this town a lazy river you know oh my I god people are so it's well, i think every, i i'm not lazy but i also work hard a lot of times incorrectly like i will work yeah. as hard as i can at something and then it doesn't it isn't as successful as I want it to be. Like my inability to promote shows. <laughs> well, uh, so let's, can we like talk about that that's a little tough bit? For me, and but I, you do you you promote? Do you promote shows? You promote shows. I do my best, but I don't feel like I do a very good job at it. Do you do the online stuff? Because everyone talks about the online. I do. Stuff. I I do everything I can online. So can can I like? I don't have any solutions for this, but I have been doing this long enough and long enough here on and off to have tried a bunch of shit and I have not come to the conclusion that any of it is consistently effective I 100% agree with you except we were both in the literary thing for a while and neither of us do that anymore and remember how important that was every Thursday and like poems and being a poet and like I just don't even well but so even with the corner right like I remember times when there were like 50 hipsters on the corner and it was worse it was worse there was like more people there and it was worse because there were people and they're just on their phones and they weren't engaged they were there because it was a scene thing to do for like a couple weeks or whatever right and it's like actually I've been there with like three or seven or twelve people where it's like yeah there's like a, a connection to something that's happening but like yeah so the only thing I found effective is consistency uh. and so now it's like I, I call anyone's bluff. If someone says they want to see me perform, it's like, well, any day that you say that, I can tell you where I'm going to be. Absolutely. And yeah. that's, you know, and like with Delirium, it's like every week or with here, it's like, we're here. We're going to be here. And that's the only thing, not telling people, but just still being there and still doing it. Right. Well, and so some people respect consistency, but I think a lot of people don't. I mean, Pantastics has been going on for six years now and that's every Friday yeah for six years that's amazing every Friday and it used to be I used to do three hours and it used to all be open mic but now it's you know now we've got happy hour too and that's but even joke workshop it's been every Monday like there's if there's one thing I understand it's discipline and which one joke workshop uh the first one was in September of 2015 so it was basically joke workshop came out of my like I went to graduate school and there must have been some use for it, right? <laughs> but the work, the, the idea of workshopping one's art, um, it was the same way. And is it the same people coming or has it been different people that come? Um, I could show you old books. It's, it's a lot of people are consistent. Joe Gorman's always come. Joey Avery's always come. They always try out new stuff. John Gallagher is, I've been a regular for a long, long time. A lot of people come and go. Alison Hooker's been coming a lot lately. Um, 
but we've also got the newbies like um, Angel Weaver. She was coming. She's been coming and working, and she's brand new. She's like two months in, and she's so she has you, a really great little personality, and she works hard. Judith Silverstein, they're new kids, but they're here every week I'm working on their stuff. Do you do you ever just like take a second and say like, hey, good work. I'm doing good. I'm doing a good job. To myself, no, yeah. not usually. No. No, because I'm, because I'm still always disappointed. My yeah. my expectations of myself are so high that I'm, I'm never satisfied. It's so hard, right? I'm totally, just like I'm never, I'm I'm not never happy. Which which is, and I should work on that. And that well, should be like a perspective. Jim Jeffries, Jim Jeffries, in one of his specials, or maybe it was even in, in an interview, he was like, I'm I'm not the guy, I'm not the guy who looks at the glass and says, oh. This glass is half full. Nothing gets done that way. He's like, don't be that guy. He goes, be the guy who walks in the room and goes, hey, fill my fucking glass. <laughs> Never be satisfied. And I I think it's it is like kind of a curse, but it's an engine too. You know? So like that that's part of what keeps you going because other people and and what I listen to so many podcasts, I read so many fucking books, and I hear people describe what what led to greatness or what they perceive as greatness and the, the machinations of that. And like so frequently, it's like people didn't quit. Other people were just as talented. They got tired. They stopped doing it. They got tired. They, or they did too many drugs and they died too soon or like whatever. Right, right, but like right. these people even though it sucks, I mean, it sucks, but it's great and it's horrible and they do it every day and they did it every day for long enough that that's what you do. That's who you are. Well, but see, you know, that I find that to be a, a lovely ideal to try to believe in, but I mean, and saying like that, what the work is good enough. Cause it's like just every day, all the time. You're like, what am I doing? Do you, do you know, like, do you take what? it on the road? Um, I you like up, to try to, Portland, to go. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I've, I have a lot of connections, and I could get a lot of stage time in Boston. And and I every time I do go to Boston, I always hit the guys up. And I've known Rob Crean for years out there, and he's great. He's Improv Boston, um, runs that place, and he always gives me stage time. And now with the festival, the the four guys, um, Ben Quick and Alex Jima Papa, and now Chris Post and. Uh, who was the other? Those were the three from Boston. So just I just the made a they're great a pledge kind of to. Uh, I want I'm gonna start trying to think about traveling differently. So I want to start looking at tickets, find whatever the best price ticket is to wherever the fuck, and then set up touring that way. And that's interesting. And I think that that's gonna be interesting because I've seen like I saw a ticket from. You should uh, have Virgin America sponsor it. Well, that's a good idea. I saw a ticket from Portland to New York for like one fifty or one thirty. Like sometimes they're real, real good prices and the, shit. So. The girl I met, um, who's hopefully coming in for the second hour at comedy last night from Germany, she got a three hundred dollar round trip ticket. Yeah. From Germany. It's amazing. To here. So that's they're doable. Really, that's, this shit's doable. It's crazy. So like, I, I feel like just searching and and then once you figure out where you're gonna go, just like grind it out in that place as much as possible. Yeah. I think I gotta gotta go like la is so close and i don't do shit there and right I need, you know i need i need to like use whatever the fucking proximity resources are sure yeah especially if you have access to a car 
Um, and I and I feel like and I should travel more because I feel like it's kind of people the point. like you my can't jokes. Stay. But, but the, the thing is that I don't know if people like my joke. It's 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 almost impossible to well, tell. No, Pam, like, <laughs> like I mean, people laugh. I, I can make people laugh. I can do that. This this art form though, it's like <laughs> it's specifically designed to go away, go somewhere and leave. And like the freedom that you have, and I'm not trying to like lecture, but I just miss like walking into a place where no one fucking knows me. I'm not going to be here tomorrow. I got 20 minutes and I don't give a fuck. Like there's, there's nothing like that when I'm getting on stage and it's like, Oh, there's like, there's Joe and Joe's my friend, but like, will he book me on this? It's like the freedom to just be a ghost is like infinite. It's so wonderful. Well, and I, and I should put effort into, especially even this summer is great because I don't, I don't have to worry about the festival until I don't have to start worrying about that until after noise pops. So August. So I basically can chill out for a little bit and I can't, that's kind of the the perfect amount of time. I think like four months is what I'm going to start trying to do for touring because I'm not going to leave for, I mean, Oh my God. No, 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 That's not what I mean. In advance, like trying oh, to put yeah. shows like that, because I'm always doing it last minute, two months, one I month. Do, I can do two months though. I know a lot of people. The the only really good thing about doing the festival is that I've met now the third year. I've met so many comics that like I know, and they're scenesters in their scene, yeah. and all I have to do is talk to my buddies and be on all the shows. It's yeah, like yeah. you're gonna fantastic. So and I have a lot. I have and everybody Dude. who comes through here, everybody who visits, they always come through and they're like, whenever you're in my town, I will totally whatever I'll put you on whatever I have. Because I so I really should use those resources. Dude, you gotta do it. It's it's a gift. First of all, it's like for your material, your, your material deserves it. And then the people deserve to hear it. And you deserve it. You deserve it. Well, it'd be too. the it's problem is I don't want to be gone for two. I mean, I love my boyfriend, and yeah. I have to pay rent here, so it's like it's got to be. You can do a lot of shows in a week, even. That's true. It's true. I'll work. Uh, for, I was going to ask you what your horoscope is because I was going to read Pisces. you your horoscopia. Pisces. All right. So you just had a birthday, February nineteenth through March twentieth. This is your um, horoscopia. Uh-oh. Your nostalgia will kick in when you hear "March into the Sea." at a cash-only coffee bar in Berkeley. You will go home and listen to the rest of We Were Dead Before the Ship Even Sank, and you'll pine for when the modest mouse was good. At, uh, let's see, I'm sorry, at this, I have to move it over. I am a hipster. At which point you will reflect on the string of events that lead you to this situation, and you will be plunged into existential ennui as it dawns on you that you have become the very things you hate. <laughs> That's your horoscope, yeah. From Tim's Tesseract. I thought That's that might beautiful. give you some. That's a lot to reflect It's on. very funny. Horoscopia, they, she does them every month. Uh, and this one is, well, I'm a Libra, so we'll see if this is. Napoleon famously said that an army marches on its stomach. Keep that in mind for the St. Patty's Day 5K you were planning on running. <sighs> Get plenty of sleep, fuel up accordingly, and plan to donkey kick your competitors right through their abdomen. Who said you couldn't march on someone else's stomach? <laughs> there we go. I hope that helps. It kind of does. It, it felt a little bit like Happy Cruelty Day. For happy Cruelty. I love Happy Cruelty Day. Do you, um, have you ever seen Happy Tree Friends? No. Happy Tree Friends is this crazy cartoon where all these little, they're like, da, 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 
like these tiny little bears and stuff and then they like hack each other to bits and put themselves in blenders and like their eyes explode like but it's like it looks like super happy it's called happy tree friends and they're just like these murdering stories and it's crazy i love murder yeah it's it is the cutest murder and they're just like it's very very funny dude i've been uh obsessing over Broadchurch. The show, British TV show, Broadchurch. I don't know what that one is. Oh my God, it's so good. I've been, I've like not watched it for a long time and I saw it and was like, but then I love uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridges and so I found out she was on Broadchurch and I was like, okay. And I started watching it and I've been hooked. It's only three seasons and I've been like straight ignoring everything. Wow. Yeah. So you you sink a lot of time into TV watching? Oh, dude, I try to watch every movie. I try to watch really? all the specials. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Um. Oh, I, this is not really on theme for the show, but have you ever uh, pitched to street food? You know that taco. Oh, um, pitched park? like yeah. I've done shows there. The roast battles, they do them there, and yeah. I know the Sylvans did something there for a minute. Okay. But um. I, I've never pitched anything to them, no. For their stage area, it's, it's nice in there. Yeah, I yeah. think that might be a good move. I I, I don't have time to do have time? many other shows. Oh, yeah. <gasps> Basically, I'm doing, I mean, I've got the things here, and I just, and that's even too much. Like, when I got this deal with Spark, now I'm like, fuck me. Like, I need another you podcast. Need like, I need a hole in my head. Well, I mean, I've got, how many, I run five podcasts a week. I've got... Pamtastics, Happy Hour, AltaCast, some call me Tim. Now and now and now True Hustle Thursdays, I'm like involved in that. How many um and and joke workshops. So here? I have six, seven. Now I have seven podcasts. Now and because I'm picking up the spark thing. I mean, I really don't. What was the question? How many engineers do you have? Like how many other other people do podcasts here? Um, I think that we have about twenty paying shows right now. Not enough. I need more I need more shows. But that's the thing is like my time is so funky because I should be trying to recruit new people. But it's hard. You, you can't really recruit recruit for Mutiny Radio because it's a pay to play model. So like you you can't be like, I'm recruiting you to do a show. Yeah. Now pay a hundred dollars. You know what I mean? Like people it, have to want it. They yeah. have to want it. And they have to wanna to be here. They have to wanna to do the show because a lot of people two hours weekly it's just too much for them and there are people we had sadly we just lost a show we've had for 10 years since the pirate cat days he's had this show and he just was like i just don't have time anymore you know and that happens oh this is crazy i left my phone at home today accidentally (gasps) isn't that crazy that's beautiful i i forgot my phone i mean it isn't a smartphone anyway so it doesn't matter but i'm texting (laughs) calling just can't even i have to i have to Facebook Jonathan because he's probably like what is going on is she mad at me <laughs> or something and I'm just I'm not angry at anything where do you get the fucking energy Pam what do you mean like to just do all the stuff that you do I smoke a lot of weed we, um, and it gives weed you is all energy. the energy I need are you like all sativa I am all whatever is honestly to me weed is fucking weed it just it all makes me high and I love it all I don't it's <laughs> so this new strain you still, though I you're really doing like. it for the love you're doing all this or do you like do you have a motivation 
motivation for like you do a lot of work and it's sure not for the money so like, <laughs> there's no money right so like there's, there's no what? we're doing the taxes right now oh my god it is because i asked myself this too like what what am i doing this for oh no i, I asked i've been totally existential lately about like what am i doing this for because okay. because also i'm 43 years old so like i'm a little older and i ain't making no money yeah. like i'm not i have no savings I'm i on have pace to have no money i, I have forever. no anything i i'm on the food stamps i've got the medical like i am and and that's the thing is like and what am i doing i'm a stand up comedian but not really because i don't go to the punchline on sundays and and do that whole rigmarole like do i perform every day pretty much yeah but I, are you not a real comic if you're not at the punchline i think i mean i guess everyone in san francisco none of us are real comics because none of us are on tv and no one's going to get the netflix special and i guess unless you move to la like is that what LA makes you won't. real i mean I if you listen to seinfeld if you listen to seinfeld what he says is like you're a comic because you do stand-up if you have this hunger to do stand-up and you do it then you're a comic it's not about you know standing in line right well i'd like to believe that i have a lot of material and it's something that i write and practice and I do it. Do you do an hour? Absolutely. I can do an hour easy. I've done two one woman shows even that were all different jokes, both of those, and they were both they're still available online. Interesting. Yeah, no, what, I've I what? have I'm prolific. <laughs> yeah. So I have just yeah, tons tons and tons of material. I have I have a lot of material, but I don't think I have an hour right now that I'm happy with. I think I probably have a half hour, but I don't like have it all. It's hard to be entertaining well, for 50 minutes to act. Well, but I don't know. It's different. Like we're, we're talking and conversing and that's going just fine and long swimmingly. And we, we're going to talk well, for depends. an hour. If people like, like, so here's, here's the thing. I'm on this bringer now at Cobbs. Oh yeah. And so I've sort of, I came to the conclusion that it's like, well, I guess you got to give people an opportunity to support you. You know, you got to give people something to if, if like there's all these people who are like, oh, yeah, I'll see. I'll come to a show some sometime, whatever, whatever. And it's like, right. cool. You got to give people uh, something to hang their hat on. So then it's like you came, you didn't come. But this is this is the, the show to miss, you know. <laughs> so I feel like, uh, yeah, fuck it. Let's let's go bring her. <laughs> yeah, I've never um, I've never done a bringer show. I've only I'm, done a I'm couple. I that, tell that myself I don't do it. But at the same time, I realized I end up not going to Punchline every week pretty much for different reasons. And so it always seems like getting on stage is a better call than not getting on stage. So I try to go somewhere where I'll actually get on. Right. And then... Um, and then it's like, well, apparently getting these club sets, like, that's important. And there's not a whole lot of avenues to that right now right. in this town. So I'm doing a bringer. Yeah, there you go. I mean, I wish I got booked more. I should go out and I should ask people. And the first couple Is there a proper way to do that? I don't know. Um, the first couple of years, I would never ask for a show because I had this dumb thing in my head where I was like, if they wanted me and they wanted me to be funny, they'd ask me. And if they don't ask me, then they don't really want me. But it's like, 
come on, that's you gotta act. That's not the way it works. That's like you gotta, is. you gotta go. Like I'd love to be on your show. I, I've had people be like super dicks to me for um, trying to get booked or for how I try to get booked. I sort of don't have the best patter when I talk to venues or when I try to get. Now when I try to get booked, it's very simple. I just say I would love to be considered for a spot. And yeah. if they respond or don't, and I can send a link if you want, but like, um, but there's some sort of like, like I've heard people say, Oh, if you really want to get on a show, you should go to it a whole lot of times first right. and all that stuff. And I'm like, I'm trying to get stage time, you know, just like right, you are, exactly. just like everyone is. Yeah. So like, yeah, but I want to, I want to go see more shows. One of the things is too. In theory, there's an idea that like if you're a comic, you want to go support a show, you can just go support the show. But I don't want to presume on anyone else's show that I'm just going to walk in and not pay. But I also can't afford to go right. paid and you know. Like, I think I think it's an it's a fine assumption though. If you're a comic, you don't have to pay. That's I I mean you know I, would I mean ask, it's, it's good I, to know I'd people ask them for money. I, That's the thing. Is, I'm think, constantly asking everyone yeah. for money now. I'm like, give me. I like that. That's good. I'm like, now stage time is. Two dollars. It's two dollars, and there was a little pushback from yeah, that yeah, from some sure. people. But fucking dude. Oh, I think hanging out outside of places is okay too. Like you're still part of the scene if you hang out outside of the place. Yeah, I feel like sure. But like, I don't know. So like, I I would never pay anywhere else to perform. This the two dollar thing. I've been thinking about it, and it's just like. My my life doesn't make any sense. I spend definitely too much money on alcohol, but some of that is to show respect for the shows because I'm at bars right. every day. Exactly. So it's like this weird. I I totally feel you. Like I drink well, and it's. I don't even drink the beers a lot. A lot of times, I I buy a beer, I drink it. It's like warm and flat, and I'm like, okay, and I'm not gonna drink this. And wow. I, you know, here we go, and I tip, and it's like, nice, have a nice day. And I don't have an income really. Right, I gotcha. <laughs> do you? So you don't have any W twos? Um, you know, I haven't had a W two. I had a job recently, and then basically my most reliable income is like not enough from my one like really consistent regular show that I like try to split with comics. I try to find ways to do it, and it's confusing because I'm like, okay, I want to pass a tip jar at delirium i think it's a good idea but i don't know what to do with it because then you get nine dollars and there's like 11 comics and i'm right then you take the nine dollars and you get a burrito yeah but like the the bar pays me not not well enough right but so so what i've been doing is i've been paying hosts and so if i can afford to i pay the host what i think i want to do is transition the show into a three comic show I've been I've been pitching this to different comics like this isn't I guess spirituality but we've come to the point where we accept that the work is our spirituality uh, right, and sure. how we survive but so like I want to you know maybe I could pay a comic like guarantee like 10 each for my two comics give them like 20 to 30 minutes pass a tip jar and then like split that and that and like turn it into a, a legit show and I think we're almost there I wouldn't hit 30 there's I think there's a few 
I think if you told people 30 minutes, there would be all these people that would think they can do it and you don't want to see those people for 30 minutes. There's I, people that I don't think are, it is amazing to be able to give people opportunities. I want to try to give people 20s. I really want to 20, try. 20, I totally support because at Pamtastics, I always did a thing where no one does less than 10 because if you can't do 10, then you're not ready to be on it. You yeah, know? Yeah. But I also, it was a thing. I was like, I want to give longer sets because I'm sick of these showcases with seven minutes. Yeah. I don't want to drive to fucking San Jose for seven minutes. No, do you know what I mean? You. Like, I do. Fuck you. I, I, if you're going to give me, give me 10, like, <laughs> but so I, I like to give people 10. I like to give them longer. Well, so Chelsea's 15. giving people hours and I'm really inspired by that. Right, copyright. An hour? An hour. Not everyone, but like, uh, who did she, she did, uh, I think Gubster got one maybe. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. And, um, I forget she all the people. She, she doesn't like, like me, so it, that won't happen. Oh, well, I don't know about that. It was fine, but she bumped. It was, she, it, uh, she's not a very good host. She hasn't learned yet what it is to be a host. She gave the microphone up to a guy who's in the audience. Uh, yeah, that's just the trouble. guy. And then um, she, because, because she did that, Zane couldn't even go up because he was like, I have to go to Iron and Gold now. You didn't, you knew I had to leave and you didn't make room for me. And when I was, when I finally got to go up, she like burned all this time and like everybody left. And then it was finally my turn. There are like four people there. And then she like disparaged me right after. And I was like, wow. Oh, wow. She, she was butthurt that I didn't accept her for the festival. But it's like, sweetheart, I mean, don't you think your britches are a little bit, don't you think, you, you think you're ready for that? You think you're ready for a festival? Are you? Are you? you you've been hosting a show for two, a couple months now. And you feel like you're you're ready, aren't you? You really, you really are burning up the comedy streets, sweetheart. Like I was like, sweetie, let's. I keep having to perform with strippers at the sweet spot. Oh, I love that place. I love that place, it's even nice if no room. one's there. I like so. I you saw me in my underwear. Wasn't that I fun? Love it. Oh, it's great. I so I am there every show now. Do we have to pay when we are at the open mic on a Thursday? <sighs> no, I. I think I'm a co-producer on the show now, but like, <laughs> I don't totally know how everything works, but the Thursday show is pre-booked and the comics who are pre-booked don't pay and they get a guest who can get in for a discount and that's pretty much what it is. Saturdays is like theoretically a showcase, but I think the whole thing uh, is kind of somewhat fluid but I don't yeah. Well anytime don't you really want to book me I'd love to go I don't want to pay though I don't want No you don't have to pay Just uh, Like just hit up Hit up Detox Hit yeah. up Daenerys and, and he'll put you on for, He needs yeah, more he, women he, he wants more he women And I he, he put he put me on when I That was just a bummer That, that night was so funny When uh, Was that when walked Ken the whole Suzuki room. Yeah Ken Suzuki Walked the whole I room I call that I call that And then he walked himself Pulling a Ken Suzuki Yeah Cause I've never seen that before He walked himself I, I've only seen that one other time And it was after And Griffin Daly did it actually He walked wow. an entire room And then he left And I was like Wow, wow. That is amazing That is badass um, But it was You know mm. As a historical Well movie. I love strippers And I would be I have no problem being completely naked And I'll take my clothes off I have no problem with that I actually just shaved yesterday For the first time in like Years So Nice yeah, I shaved my legs. That was crazy. I, I, there was it was just so long. This has nothing to do with spirituality either, but maybe it does. Um, 
I have to like, I guess every once in a while I have to shave my legs because I get all of these ingrown hairs. I and get then a lot I have of ingrown hairs and I don't even shave. Pluck them and, you know, thank God I don't have any children so that I can sit there and pluck at my legs while I'm watching uh, the Frankenstein Chronicles. But have you seen Annihilation? That was amazing. It's really And good, I right? love Natalie Portman. I love, like, Natalie Portman looks amazing for her age. I think she's maybe 36, but she is looking hot. Oh my God, she's so good. She's great. It's crazy. And and I've Jennifer Jason Lee is fantastic. You know, I've I always loved study her. her career more. Even okay, you know what movie she was in that you'll love? She played Dorothy Parker. I want to see that actually. It's so around the table and good. everyone's like, yeah, the she the Algonquin Round Table, the writers group, and I really want to see that Parker and she's. It's a hard to bootleg. I tried to bootleg yeah, it's a it. great movie, and she's so good. Who wrote that? I, I read about. She's that. Jennifer Jason Leigh is just so great. Like the way she like slurs her thing, she's a little, whatever she does, she's amazing. I love her. Yeah, I mean, in Hateful Eight, obviously. She, I didn't see that. She went there. Oh, never saw Hateful. Oh, Eight. you'll love it. There's like uh, Sam Jackson gets his dick sucked. It's awesome. Whoa. Yeah, it's exciting. On by, wow by like who? Some dude, some white guy. It's great. What? Spoiler. Yeah, it's awesome. The Quentin Tarantino is off his rocker. He He loves gay sex, dude. He, well, and saying the N-word. Oh, he loves. Yeah, I have a joke where I say uh, Tarantino is the William Faulkner of using the word nigger. Wow. Well, he does it well. <laughs> My butt hurts so badly. I need a, like a pillow or something and yeah not in not in like not like my not butt hole way. but like so i had a tragic karaoke accident in mexico karaoke is i a did tragic i had accident. a i had a i had a tragic accident and it was have you ever put on a chill song and just did a comedy set over karaoke i sometimes well i'm gonna i'm not gonna be able to do the dance break anymore usually i do the dance break which i did which is what's where the tragic accident came from but sometimes sometimes i'll monologue yeah when i do um i do a comedy karaoke bit I sing Alanis Morissette's isn't it ironic but as James Hetfield from Metallica okay. and so it's like you know, isn't it ironic ah, don't you think ah. <laughs> and I like sing it like death metal style and it's very funny and then in the middle sometimes I'll monologue and be like and Lars <laughs> you know and Lars on Spotify and all this stuff um, but I had but, a friend who told me he would just go freestyle at karaoke spots and I was like that is genius actually Sure. It's brilliant. Yeah. Well, you can do whatever you want with your time up there. Yeah. And everybody respects that. It's weird. But so I went to do, I was doing the dance break and I went to do the splits, but I, the floor oh was really slippery. And so I pulled the bicep fem, femoralis, femoralis and it's, it's basically the, the forgotten hamstring and it, it attaches to the underside of your pelvic bone. And I don't know what I did. I hurt it, and it is not yeah, my getting better. My split days are done for sure already. Yeah. Well, mine might be now. Well, Dude. I'm sure I'll heal up eventually. I mean, I don't think it like got detached or anything, because I can walk, oh. I'm fine to walk. But do you believe in acupuncture? Um, I probably should. Yeah. Yeah. A guy tried to fight me. At what? My, at my show. About acupuncture? No, no. It was about <laughs> Jade. Because Jade, uh, I made a couple jokes. It wasn't, I wasn't really making fun of Jade. Uh, she got heckled. And then she ended her set kind of early. Oh. Because she got heckled. So I took the mic and I just like, it's like, damn, that is the coldest heckle. 
I've ever heard. Like, shut the fuck up, cripple girl. Just go die, cripple girl. But then she, instead of going inside, she like just went outside, out the door, around the corner. And then, so I'm like, just go die, cripple girl. And then this white hipstery dude gets up and he's really drunk and obviously not a fighter, but he tries to defend her honor. So he's like, you can't say that. And then he squares up and tries to punch me. Wow. And luckily we were right by the door. So I did like a clown fall and just like grabbed him and kind of like pushed him out the door. And then uh, Rashawn Mungo was on the stage, but he left the stage to prevent the guy from coming back in. So I tried to continue the show, but I didn't do like a great job. We were all just kind of like watching the fight outside. An old guy comes and like punches the dude in the face. And then Rashawn's like, oh, this guy needs his stuff. So Nelly grabs his stuff and just like throws it out the door, which I did not see that. And it was all very exciting. Wow. When did this happen? Monday at Delirium. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Was that your birthday celebration one or that was a couple weeks ago? No, back? no. That was like, yeah, my birthday was like a couple weeks ago. Did they, and they roasted you? They roasted how me. How did you, how do you take to that? Like, you're just like, you have wrote. a sense of humor, so you're fine. But like, I don't know if I could handle it if people were roasting me. I think that it, I would be very, didn't very. did you get, you, you got like side roasted a little. No. At the, uh, well, cause your boy got roasted. And you know, it just kind of goes everywhere. I guess. So like, I like I like roast. I don't think anyone wrote meaner jokes than me. You know what I mean? Mm. My act is kind of like dark or whatever. So I think it's I think it's sort of asinine to uh, organize your own roast, which I did. But my excuse is that it's a weekly show. I got to do something. So right. I like themed things. I like it. I'm I'm pulling away from it. I don't know. Uh, for the month of May, I, I'm actually directing a show at Piano Fight, so I will not. Oh wow! Be like a delirium. theatrical show. Kind of, yeah, it's it. It hasn't exactly been written yet. It's a kind of a uh, experimental process. But basically, there's two actors. There's a songwriter, and then a playwright. And there's me. I'm directing the show. But the playwright writes the show. So the songwriter sang three songs. We were there. We listened. The playwright picked one of them. I don't know if I even know which one she picked yet. Uh, she's writing something that's due really soon. And then I'm supposed to uh, turn it into a staged piece of work with the uh, with the actors. I just like uh, requested rehearsal time. So I guess it's happening and shit. Wow, so you could have rehearsal time at Piano Fight. That's exciting. Yeah, um, I'm hoping that they're available. I got like, you know how, I mean, you know, you have the whole database and schedule. It's just like, I haven't been able to get shit done. So I, I haven't been able to like open up the laptop and really think about stuff. So I'm trying to be on my phone and look at like three different lists of dates on the one phone. And it's just like, God forbid. Yeah, so you're going to do, it's going to be like a Friday, Saturday, Sunday run? Like No, 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 it's weeks, all or? the Mondays in May. All the Mondays in May. Where, yeah, we have a staging uh, or the performances at Piano Fight. And so, I mean, I have people handling the shows. Cool. You know, but yeah. Dude, yeah, I was running this show at, at Slancha across the bridge and we, we were doing it weekly and I like literally couldn't be at the show like any of the weeks because just crossing the bridge twice in an hour is just crazy. Wow. So, wow. Yeah. Because you'd have to go back and forth and back and forth. No, I mean, I would just do it by proxy and like send people, but then it's kind of got out of hand. So we're going to pull back and do it like uh, every other week now. Gotcha. And uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's hard like venues and I traveling and the BART and all that stuff. It gets just gets super expensive. 
you know i this sounds dumb but like i really do think about uh teleportation like all the time <laughs> like because like especially as a performing artist it's like the most it would be the most helpful thing if i could just teleport i would solve so many fucking problems yeah get to boston you got a show Boom. yeah do the show gotta do my other show everything's cool zip, zip. Yeah, that'd be cool. And like it, what New York comics—that's basically what they fucking do. Like, I, I have a friend, I won't uh, name drop someone you never heard of, but like, I have a friend who I was in New York and I was trying to like catch up with them. So he's like hitting all the mics. He's doing like five, six spots a night. So I'm like, all right, well, where are you gonna be first? And he's like, all right, I'll be whatever at the cave. So I'm like, okay, be at the cave. You're heading to the cave now. I'll head to the cave and I like look at the thing and I go I walk to the station and like waiting for the, uh, the wrong train to get to the other train and I'm like alright just double check it so this is the cave not this other cave I want to make sure I'm going to the right place he's like I already left the cave I'm on my way to this place and then wow. I'm going to leave there I got to do this other show so I'm like alright let me try to meet you at your third show and by the time I'm trying to get to the third show he's like on his fourth one it's wow. like yeah crazy dude must be nice must be nice Chicago I think you can do that too I'm trying to figure that out here. Like, in theory, if I didn't have to be at Delirium the whole time, if it wasn't such a kind of chaotic thing, I could stop in and do a set and leave. Well, there's a lot of stuff happening on a Monday. You can hit Hemlock here. is after. Oh, I didn't even know about Hemlock. I can start trying to hit Joke Workshop maybe now that I'm not doing the show as regular. Yeah, there's a yeah, milk joke bar worship. Show. Then there's also Edinburgh. There's yeah, there's Edinburgh. There's um, but over Tree. here the over here is the um, Mission the Hill sal- Mission Hill Saloon. I love that one. And then, and, I mean, there's there's all kinds of. Yeah, it's weird. Day. Everybody wants shit on a Monday. Like all the venues I talk to, they're always like, "Can you do a Monday?" And I'm like, "A little busy on Monday." Like there's a, a bunch of other days. Like literally, I was at this one bar Saturday, 8 p.m. St. Patrick's Day in Oakland empty i was the only one in the room it's like monday's not the only day you need help right right wow that's funny i thought that was a little funny <sighs> oh. oh my god Sorry, my admittedly the black irish is a pretty small community but i am one. Oh, are you i'm a little black irish yeah all right there's a weird story this might be spirituality allegedly my great grandfather who ran away from home at 13 left because he was living in a house with people who he was not related to because his mother died, but she had had an affair with the crazy Irishman up the street. So when uh, he was born, he was treated very badly by like his father in the house because his father didn't accept him. Whoa. And so he was treated very badly, but then his mom died and then the father got remarried. And now there's two people in the house who don't give a fuck about him and he's not related to. So he just walked away. Wow, that's intense. Yeah. Because the dad was always mad. He was just pissed the whole time because it's like this mother light skin. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, so I'm a little Irish, apparently, allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah. Sweet. So I guess that has to do with spirituality, where you come from, DNA is DNA. The purpose of writing, history. Yeah, jizz. I just, when I think spirituality, I think jizz. Sure. So that's why, why wouldn't well, you? Well, but that it happens like, you know, God jizzed into a lady and he had the angel touch God her little uterus. A lady. Yeah. Have you ever seen that porno, The Night That Mary Got Pregnant? No. I, that's that's neither have funny. I, it's a good idea, though. It's a great idea. Yeah, we could do that. That's a great idea. That would get 
that would get banned somewhere. Get a little press. Well, and it'd be great because if you made like, um, if you actually used you know dark skinned people like how it should be, like a documentary. Yeah. Oh wow, that'd be funny. When God wow. comes a down, a mockumentary porn. I wonder, or maybe Mary's. I guess it would be more like a cam angels. girl thing where she's like by herself, but she's just like coming like suddenly, but she's alone. No, but there was the angel came to her. The angel did sure. come on her, huh? Yeah. Yeah, there's so, a lot of potential there. And then we could bring her cousin in because I hear Elizabeth was kind of hot. <laughs> they are, I mean, prostitution was a, was a thing. Jesus hung out with prostitutes. He liked them a lot. So I had this bit, and I thought it was a bit, but it never worked that well. But I think it might be a character instead. And it's the guy who really, tr- the hipster who truly believes that Che Guevara is a musician. And so he just is like... He's just like really indignant. He's like, I can't believe like you've never. You, I have all of his mixtapes, and you've never, you've never been to one Che Guevara show, and you're gonna wear this shirt and <laughs> walk around. <laughs> so I'm trying to figure that one out. Yeah, that is that is a woke joke. It's good. I have all his albums. You don't even know his bassist's name. <laughs> che Guevara. This is calming. I was thinking about this earlier because since I've been having panic attacks basically until I perform, like I've kind of been like having total like mental breakdown and then like the mic kind of calms it for the rest of the day sometimes huh like the solution there logically would be earlier shows like more shows earlier so i can get past the panic attack part sooner sure so i'm trying to brainstorm about what are you panic attacking about besides the jail stuff and the is it is it the it's not it's not the jail stuff uh no i think it's a combination of things there's like I think there's a sense of like working very hard and not knowing if it's enough. It's never enough. It can never be enough, you know? And then like, um, I don't know. You know, I've been kind of reckoning. This isn't why I'm panic attacking either, but I've been kind of reckoning with like trying to redefine success and figure out what, yeah what that would appear to be like uh i feel like just being able to like eat and pay rent off of like this thing i put all of my energy into would be enough wow um and like in a way that's happening but like what i'm panic attacking about yeah it's just like this this kind of mental trap of like it's like poverty and social anxiety and then like um sort of like anger at just injustices Mm -hmm. that are going on but also frustration that i like can't do more and then like trying to do more and then like not feeling that it's good enough or not you know no i feel you there's no one there's no boss to be like good work right 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 um so i try you know i try to do that but that's like dude communicate okay this is what it really is this is what it is i i i I play this game with every action where it's like okay what's the course what course can i plot i compared it to frogger the other day or like sherlock holmes when he's fighting you think if i go this way 
uh, or that movie with Joseph Gordon-Levitt on the bike. It's like, if I go this way, this will happen. If I go this way, this will happen. If I say this, this will be misinterpreted. If I don't say this, you're not going to give me the thing. So here's a tiny one. When I order at a bar, I'm dehydrated all the time. I cannot drink water unless there's ice in it. That's kind of prima donna whatever. I have a strong sense of smell. So the city fucks me up all the time because horrible smells are everywhere. But I also... That affects taste, and so I can't drink out of plastic because I can taste the antiseptic. So huh. I, when I order at a bar, I have to go, could I please have ice water in a glass? Or sometimes they already have the water, but then I still need ice. So I'm like, can I have ice in a glass? Can I have a glass of ice? But sometimes they'll bring me a cup of ice, and I'm like, actually, could I get a glass? And it's just like, that's just like one fraught interaction, and every interaction I have is like that, where I try to like avoid the like wrong thing but it just it doesn't matter you can't avoid it it's so like you're always gonna piss someone off and like we just were living in this place where like everything we did pissed off our housemates we got kicked out but they asked us to do a bunch of shit we tried to do it and then they got mad at us and we're like i don't what i don't know what you want like what do you want i was working in this place where it's like we're given conflicting expectations and then like everyone's dissatisfied all the time and it's like you're giving me two directives that literally don't go together and so it's just this sense that like no matter where i am or what i do it's never ever good enough wow and so that's what gives you panic attacks so that's like panic attacks yeah wow it's a good explanation of it i listen to podcasts a lot and i like watch like i told you i try to watch every movie and i just try to like put as much information as in my head so I can like clear out my thoughts. Wow. Because you know, my thoughts are very dark. You know, they're very dark. You've heard them, you know. <laughs> they're very dark. They're very dark. Yeah. So, and you just, wow. Well, that's so it's a coping mechanism. Well, then you're using your stage time, you know, as it has a therapeutic component to it. I th- that's good. You know, the, I. it's hard to talk about because it's really like, total bullshit but i really do i mean I, I talk about this all the time like i really do believe you said this earlier the first amendment is the center it's the cornerstone of democracy yeah i believe that um and free speech what we do every day on stage going into rooms, saying things that make people uncomfortable saying things that people have to think about that it that's it that's democracy so like I really believe that what we're doing has this like profound purpose. I don't I don't feel like I'm coming out here to get laughs. The laughs are like related to what I'm doing, but it's not like the point. Huh. But that's pretentious, I know. No, it's just um that's seeing comedy as an art form as opposed to a I mean I don't know. I I like the laugh. I like it when the people laugh. I don't like it when they don't laugh, and I like it when they clap at the end. So I have a I have last an night. Image. They did not like my feminist jokes. Oh god, did not like. Where it. were you last night? I was at Taupe, and then I was at oh, Grant lo- and Green. Wait. Grant and Green loved me though. There was a Taupe mic, but it was, uh, it, was a it wasn't a mic. It was a showcase. Gotcha. We okay. all got ten minutes. Um, they didn't like me very much though. It was sad. It was fine. That is too bad. There were some people that liked me, but not everybody. So, I have this image. Uh. I tell myself this, like human beings since the birth of language, right? Somewhere there's been a fire, there's been people telling each other stories. Mm. And that's happened somewhere on earth every night since we started speaking to each other. Somewhere people gather, they have some drinks, they fucking sit down 
and they tell each other stories. And I participate in that every day. It's an unending chain. It's not been the same people the whole time, but it, it's it's something eternal. How about how very Cloud Atlas of you? Oh, thank you. <laughs> I I was really torn about that movie. I liked Holly Berry's uh, transformation into like an old Asian man and stuff, <laughs> but like I. There's something about that movie that like bugs me. Every time I watch it, I'm like, I want to like this, but why? Why? I slept through it a bunch of times in the, the theater. The big, though. big. <laughs> right. Yeah, some of the like because it's some because Tom Cruise is like they phoning swung. it in. Hanks. Hanks. Right. Yeah. Tom Hanks was phoning it in. Do you feel like he was phoning it in the whole time, or just in that in those scenes? Hard to tell. Hard to hard to tell. I don't hear people accuse him of doing that very often. Phone, phoning it in. <laughs> Tom Hanks yeah, is on the line. It. Oh, you made it! Yay! Oh the gosh. German! Well, that's, Yay! That's my cue. Come on in! Yay! I talk about Germans a lot in my act. You're, apparently, where do you? Apparently, I do. That's that's bizarre. Yeah, well, like I have this joke. Uh, my favorite Christmas story is the one where George Washington sneaks across the river to murder all the Germans. I love that Christmas story. <laughs> Which <laughs> I'm I'm confused. Uh, Yula, Yuna, Yula. Yeah. Hi. Welcome. You made it. I, I I made it. Yeah. I'm so happy that I found it. Yay! I was running from the castle oh, no. street to here. Oh my god. Because, yeah. No stress. It's all good. Yeah. I love it. Who no, gave you the hickey? That's hot. Oh. <laughs> Should I not say that? He, on? he wasn't hot, actually. <laughs> Am I not supposed to say? She that plays the violin. On the air? <laughs> no, she's a journalist. Yes, I am. You cut yourself shaving. No, I, I bit myself shaving. Is that the line? I don't. I don't know what it is, but it I looks like it's fun. Hugh Jackman line. Yeah. Warhol Kaufman's another comedian. You might have seen him last night. I think you were up right before me, actually. At in, Tope. At at uh, Grant and Green. Oh, it's at Grant and Green. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, we were all there. Oh, nice. Yeah. It's a very dark room. Yeah. It's a very cold bar. You know, it's like a strategy that, that bars have to be really uncomfortable. Really? So, Why? I think laziness or maybe so you drink more. I don't really know. Their, their beers are expensive. They're, it's, they're, it's six to $7 beers. I'm like, Jesus Christ. And, and they're warm. I, I can't drink warm beer. I, I mean, I do IPA, it. But it's I, nice. And then I well so I'm not trying this to is the show where uh, we talk about what you believe in. We were just talking with Warhol. We we talking about work and comedy and what's real and life and the universe and everything. But I also said something really spacey about how I want to just be an idea. Yeah, he said Ooh. something very pretentious. He's like, my gloves are too pretentious yes. for this poem. Mm. No, <laughs> come and see the blood in the streets. The, yeah, uh, look at the violent inherent. Look at the violence inherent in the god. system. Help, help! I'm being oppressed. Oh my god, dude! Do you know the book in the book? Uh, uh, Rich Richard Wright's book, not Native Son. I guess it's Black Boy. A Native Son is a great book. Maybe it's so it's one of them. There's a character who's on the street. He's like standing on the street and he's just doing a protest. He's like shouting about democracy and capitalism and racism. And then when was it? Uh, this it was probably written in like the 30s, the okay. book. So then uh, the police go and they like grab the guy and they throw him in the police car. And then later our character is like in a police station. He's like in a jail. And they sees the same guy, and the guy's still talking. He's still talking about the system and how it's corrupt. And then a bunch of guys in all white rush in, and they grab him, and they take him away. 
because they realize we have to call you crazy because we don't have anything else to do with you. So they're just going to put him in the crazy house where no one can hear him. So that well, wasn't from Native Son because I would have remembered So that's, that I guess that's from Black Boy. Yeah. The Native Son's the one where they, his name is Bigger <laughs> and he's a black guy who gets put on trial for murdering a white girl. No, that, like I think accident. it is in that one, Isn't but it's just a small thing. Okay. He sees a guy on the street and then another time he's like, when he's in the jail, the guy's in the jail too. I think it's in there. Well, I lost that book. But, so um, <laughs> I actually left it in a donut shop and I was like, well, somebody else picked it up. It's a good read. But so um, what, do, what do you, we usually ask, we usually have you look deep into the eyes of Sparkle Jesus over there and say, uh, do you believe in Jesus? Sometimes. Sometimes. Really? Um, I mean, um, my best example is um, my ex-girlfriend. She, um, when her mother died, she said she uh, went to the church and this was a place where, where she found like hold okay and this is for me always um, she was uh, she, her mother died when she was very young okay and uh, this is for me uh, like one symbol or one example uh, that you have something which which you can like touch uh-huh. you know you have a space a place the church this is this is for me connected Jesus. Sure. So this is one example um, which touched me really when she, when she told me this a few years ago. And uh, yeah, I I like it also to to go in the church, like a quiet place. Okay. So I am not stained a glass. You're a big stained glass fan. <laughs> in a new way. In, okay. in some churches in Europe, you find. Um, they are like, like new art, huh. and I like it when it's not so conservative. Okay. Yeah. Conservative. Yeah. So where do you live in Germany? Mm, I'm living in the east part. The east. Okay. Then it, it's by 300 kilometers. I think it's uh, 250 miles uh, in the north from Berlin. Okay. Up to the on the Baltic coast, the Baltic Sea. It's oh, a cool. little ocean. Nice. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, yeah, I'm riding my bike 50 minutes, and then I'm uh, on the beach. Wow. Yeah. But it's not warm. Only in July and August. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, people don't. Germany not really known for sunbathing. (laughs) For its for its rocky beaches, it's. (laughs) No, no, it's not the hot. It's not like in California that it's half of a year or 10 months summer. No. (laughs) What's uh, what's your favorite thing about? Uh, California thus far, either LA or San Francisco. Um, we, I was very surprised that the people in LA they were smiling. A lot of people were all smiling like this, and it feels like natural. Huh? You know, because the German, a lot of we 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 think uh, the American they smile, but it's not serious. They they do it like, yeah, we need to smile. So <laughs> when huh. when I went to LA. And the people really smiled to us, and then we, we started discussion, and it feels like serious. That that's that's me why they are smiling. Wow, that, that is one thing. What 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 uh, what uh, I really am. Because like it's so you think Californians are happy people, generally, yeah, so. or they just like seeing you. Um, no, I think they are happy because of the sun. Seriously, it's the sun. really, yeah, this because of the sun. D. That helps. <laughs> you have, sure. yeah. it makes a difference. Uh, we take uh, like pills, uh, vitamin D. Really? Forget inside sun, and you have it uh, ten months or yeah. 
Wow. And and that that make things seasonal like affective thief. disorder, man. Yeah. Seasonal defective disorder. Ah, they call that, it sad. They call it sad seasonal defective disorder. Yeah, um, cyclothymia. I guess it's when your moods are affected yeah. by the weather. Yeah. But are you? Would you want to ever move to California, or are you? No, I. I, never, I, I no. Uh, no. No. Good place would, to visit. Yeah, good place to visit, and good. I I prefer also to get like. Like like we get in contact yesterday, it was really something what I really like because it is uh, to speak with the people who are living here, who are acting here, and uh, yeah. So um, wow, he's right. He was saying that he showed this picture of Marilyn Monroe, and it looks like it looks like she was beat up, and she has makeup on over her. It's, it's like yeah, like heroin chic, but the wrong era. But that's Marilyn Monroe. It's crazy, right? But she kind of looks like there's underneath her makeup is like. She looks so natural. Like it looks like she was maybe beaten up or something. Yeah, yeah. And then they tried to cover it up. Who where knows? Poor it. girl. Where, where did you found it? Poor girl. Um, it was at a poster shop. I won't name where since I'm disparaging the photo. But I felt kind of bad because I saw it and that was the first thing I thought. And then there's people in there who have seen that image like for years and I'm the only one who th- I'm there's something wrong with me <laughs> <laughs> that you're like clearly like, she was beaten up shit, but anyway yeah but um you, you was asking in in what I believe or yeah 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 it's yeah. a question of your of your exactly show here um when I left today the hostel I started to think about in cool. what I believe I don't I don't want I don't want to say only I believe in love <laughs> um <laughs> what I can imagine a lot of people say. Um, I believe in education. Wow. Yeah. Education. Yeah. Because I think this is a base for so many things. And I was thinking about in what I believe when I was crossing all the homeless people. Sure. Which touched me really. It's uh, so many here in town. Yeah. 7,500. Is a, that's our that's our number right now. Wait, that's the same as the number of comics on Bacon. That's so funny, and there's a lot of questionably housed comedians. But um, yeah, so there's so as you walked over, you so there aren't people sleeping in the streets in Germany. That doesn't happen. It happened. It, it happens. happened. Of course. Okay. Especially in the big cities. But not not like here. Like not not like here. You you go one street, you go to the second street, to the third street, and all over in all ages. Yeah. And uh, old like, people. It's crazy to me when there's yeah. old people, and I'm thinking, we can't take care of our old people, really? Mm. Questionably housed old people. Yeah, but this is a question: Who has to to take care? Who is it? Right. Is it the government? Is it? Uh, is it we is it the families is it the friends who who should who should take care or is it you yourself well i mean like i can't what am i going to do have a questionably house person sleep on my couch like what do you it's hard to affect like change i mean now do you i always feel like well i don't want to give them money because they're just going to spend it on drugs but then that's like not cool too so that's what i would spend my money on if people gave me money i'd be like hell yeah i'm buying drugs um marijuana is not a drug anymore it's it's a it's a it's a fine it's a fine practice uh i know but what is the answer do you but if we educate do we educate the home how do we it is education the answer to 
like I guess it would be to solving the problems because we have to understand what they are in order to solve them. Yeah, because I think I think maybe I'm wrong, but I think if if you're good educated, you have the possibility to find your way. You you can mm. find a job, either rich job, sure, that doesn't mean nine to five, but to find a way to earn the money which you need for your life. I have sure. a good friend. She has a simple job. She hates her job. She oh. only works for traveling. She oh. said, okay, now I'm four months I'm working, then I'm traveling. And she very count exactly euro by euro how much she can spend in the next four months to go in several countries. So cool. Yeah, that is. And that is her choice, her choice to live. Sure. So, I, I prefer also to have a job which I like every day or almost every day and not only to spend, okay, now I'm working from January to April and uh, then I make a cross and then I feel free. <laughs> and then I feel free. <laughs> well, in Europe, you're like a world, you're a world traveler. You were talking about Vietnam last night. <clears throat> and um, where, what, do you, can you give us the laundry list of, uh, of what countries you visited? Mm, in the- yeah. I went, uh, that was great, uh, to a wedding in India. Oh, wow. Yeah. Those last like two weeks or something, right? <laughs> yeah, it was. we had it five days. Oh, wow. Only because uh, we were... Uh, yeah, we were five days there, or we participated three days, and they celebrated five days. Yeah, because I, I was living in Frankfurt before. That is a huge finance town. Uh-huh. So the Indians came. They are our IT Indian. Uh-huh. They call really like this, and it was one of my roommates. Wow. So, and uh, we were like brother and sister. Sure. So, and he invited me, and then uh, he, and he invited also my mom. Cool. So, I flew with... Is it India? Wow. <laughs> I flew with my mom in August, where it's so hot there. Wow. We flew to North India, and we celebrated in Chandigarh. Wow. <laughs> yeah. You had the whole garb, and you were doing the yeah, and there's little a, light bulb dancer or whatever yeah, it is. and it was really, it was a question what what we should wear for a wedding sure not to be over um styled or under styled so i i bought um uh, this uh, how does sorry yeah yeah I, I i bought it and then they offered us another one for me a black one and i said a oh, black one but it was so beautiful and for my mother orange one so and then thousand guests a thousand guests? Really. Weddings yeah, really. are a big deal. Yeah. Wow. I think the the father of a bride, he was a millionaire. Oh, a so that was guests. Yeah, and I never saw so much food. And a on thousand the other, people. Feeding a thousand people. Yeah. That is crazy. Yeah, and on the other side, you see the homeless people and they... Oh, right. So I had a friend who went to India, and when she came back, she said that... The most surprising thing about India was that at night she had to walk over people like you. She's like there were just homeless people everywhere. Like and you literally have to be callous. Like you have to you're stepping over people. It's just where they live. That's just the way it happens. And it's like tons of people in the streets. And I'm like, really? Naked. I really I swear naked. I thought families are naked in the streets of Delhi because they have nothing. They literally have they, no they clothes. Have nothing, yeah. Wow. Why they shouldn't in the in the capital? Why they shouldn't run around without clothes? It was really whoo. 
And the, so you have the the opposite, you know. Sure. All over. Really wow, a thousand. So it, to see the opulence, and then just next to just abject, like absolutely dirt, real dirt poverty, like yeah. no clothes. That's yeah. whoa. Yeah. yeah. You would think that. Well, I mean. I can't imagine how much leftover food there would be at a wedding like that, too. Yeah. A thousand people. How do you cater for a thousand people? Like the kitchen, even. I don't know. I just uh, logistically, that's just crazy to me. Yeah, it's like on a market. You you had little stands and you you had your plate and you can choose between the chocolate fontaine or the salty <laughs> stuff. And it was really it's what like it was like a food street. Wow. Stands. Yeah. And at midnight. They invited us for the wedding meal, the wedding dinner. It was only for few people around uh, the couple uh -huh. who had the marriage. The wedding, um, me and my mother, and I couldn't eat anymore. But I, I, I had to because it's Polish. Polish? Um, it, 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 it's... Uh, has to because I'm invited. I don't want. Oh to right, right, right. You want it polite. Polite. You want to be yeah, polite. Want to you want to be Polish. That's funny. I was like Polish. <laughs> no, no, no polite. polite. That's great. Yeah. You speak such great English, so you're oh. clearly an, an, a highly educated person <laughs> that you speak, you know, languages in your world worldly traveler but you know what in school i hated english really? i was really bad and my first foreign language was russian because i grew up in the east part so i wow. started when i was eight years old i think i started eight no wait ten years old i started russian okay and two years later english and i never have been had been <laughs> I hated everything so and um yes but have I'm, been yeah uh, the These are the weird, it's just those are weird words. I have been here. I yeah. have been there. So, and when you use uh, the date and the infinitive and so. We um, don't even think about that though. No, we just, no, we yeah. speak the way we speak and that's just how it is. Yeah. And nobody like breaks down the grammar yeah. anymore. We used to. I mean, it depends what kind of school you went to. Yeah. We really, we really made dumb people. Um, starting in about 2000, we from 2000 to 2008 with George W. Bush and No Child Left Behind, we really, really made America dumb. Our school system, we just like what, what they, what we they changed everything so that you had they taught to the test. So instead of like learning critical thought and using literature, everything even when they used literature, it was all like multiple choice A B C D. These are the words oh, to learn. Okay. So it was like they just wanted the kids to pass this test. And that's sort of what they started. Only make a cross instead of writing a whole sentence. Right. Oh. And and it's just they didn't even, writing wasn't a big component. And they mm. cut art out of the schools and all these terrible things. And what kind of school you went? I went to, when so I actually went to a private Christian school when I was mm -hmm. younger. So... We spent a lot of time learning about the Bible, which was um, okay. dumb. But no, it was fine. It was great. I mean, it's read. It's a fine text to read, especially if you're looking at it allegorically. But they taught. We had terrible math skills at that school, but they taught us great English and critical thought. So means it means it always when you go here to a private school, you get a better education. Means it. In that's general? yes. That's in general what it means. Yeah, okay. private schools. Um, 
are expensive and and even so in San Francisco there's this private school right up the street from us and I'll give them a plug they're called Brightworks and oh my god it's amazing it's like they have them building things and they like do yoga together and like seriously they've got like kitchen stuff and they've got I mean it's they make group projects it's like it's like homeschooling but together for like really one-on-one great kind of stuff and small classrooms and just really about like this kind of whole learning idea and it's expensive what means expensive like 25,000 a year 25 wow so what is that like 2,000 a month yeah so and that's but it is badass um but there's stuff like that in San Francisco that's but that's like the weird weird private school there's also like you know wear a uniform private schools and a lot of times they're catholic or they're some sort of religious and sect is it also is it your gives you the entrance to a better way after to 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 find an easier way to find a job or to you get to go to the university to get a probably places. yeah well but i mean if if you go to private school and your parents can afford that obviously college isn't going to be a problem like your parents have the money go wherever you know what i mean like yeah. I, i don't know um i think that we should have more like affordable education that or but who at this point we've got kids i would never i will never have kids but if i had children I would homeschool them or do something else because they're everyone's getting shot. Kids are bringing guns into school now. It's like and teachers. <laughs> yeah, the te it's and you've got the president going, "Hey, arm the teachers. This is great." It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, guns? Yeah. Is it again? It's yeah. so. Um, um, apropos guns, um, uh, my friend sent me from Germany um, a message, and she said, "She said because our news they spoke about the march of our." for our lives. Uh-huh, the women, the women's march or No, no, no. last weekend. Uh, oh. March. Oh, with the gun thing. Right, yeah, right, 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 right. Mm -hmm. And uh, they, in the German news, they said there were more people or like in the demonstration against the Vietnam War. The same number. Wow. Imagine, it's so many times ago. Yeah, yeah. And um, you didn't went, no? No, I didn't go. I didn't. Um, Saturday, I was, I don't remember what I was doing. I was yeah. being mellow. But I live in that neighborhood, so I, I I should have, I guess. But I don't, I don't like crowds. I don't, yeah. I, I have a fear that like a mass gunman might just start picking people off. Or that like, actually, I'm super afraid of like, like gay pride and all that stuff. I'm afraid someone's going to come in and like terrorist bomb gay pride. Do you know what I mean? Like there's so many gay people around and I'd be like, I don't want to be around it because I feel like somebody's going to do something terrible. And that's interesting that you say this. When I arrived here, I was thinking about it because yeah. you have so many terrorist attacks attack Yeah, here so many terrorists in, in the States. And I thought, okay, I'm in really huge cities like LA and San Francisco. Yeah. Um, and if I remember the Boston Marathon. Right, the Boston uh, bombing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Boston bombing. Uh -huh. And here, it's like you say, it's always crowded. It's always crowded. Yeah. And, um, and we're and it's targets. I mean, because for some reason, the, right now our country is filled with bigots, and we don't like the gays, and we don't like the blacks, and we don't like you know. It's it's things are getting kind of crazy, and 
we have the Castro, and if anybody ever wanted to do anything, yeah, I mean, we have trains too. It's terrible, and I hate thinking about this, but it's, I mean, they, the train bombings in um, England and yeah. in France and... Yeah, and Lisbon, yeah, all over, of course. Even in Germany, we had a, a, a Berlin oh, years right. ago for Christmas, yeah. when the big truck entered on the Christmas market. Whoa. I don't know if you heard about it. No, I don't really, think so. Yeah, we have, um, it, it's this point the point in in the in the capital so and there's this uh, christmas market around the church wow and there are people from all over the world sure. all the visitors the tourists all the, the locals yeah germany's so, we you guys love christmas yeah, it's like the gingerbread why. houses and <laughs> fucking cookies and putting and candles good, on trees and hot wine hot wine bad all the mold wine great yeah germans you like to drink i, was, I love it I, I was happy when it was over then i said to my friends I'm so happy now i can drink drink a good cold French wine <laughs> <laughs> instead of hot wine yeah but this, this is and there was a young a young man I think um, it was origin it? Moroccan something oh. and he had a big truck so and he entered in the stands wow and he made a curve like this 12 people died <gasps> and Awful. then uh, yeah and then the police police followed him and uh, at the end I think they shot sh Shot him. And he was a terrorist, but he was an American terrorist. What was going on? No, no, he no. Was he's not. just killing people. Uh, yeah. He it was just domestic terrorism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just killing people. Yeah, because it's uh, like like all of them. Sure. And they're from the uh, I, uh, ISIS, you say? Oh, yeah. oh, okay. So oh, it's influenced it, by the ISIS. Right. It's, it's so terrorism's a big problem out there too. Terrorism's a big problem out there in Germany too. Everywhere. Yeah, it's just them. everywhere. What? You guys took a lot of Syrian refugees, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, we didn't take any because <laughs> we're dicks. But is it, has that been like... Mm, and now it's two and a half years ago. Oh, okay. This summer is three years ago. And in the beginning, it was really... The refugees arrived with the buses and everybody was really clapping, applauding, clapping their hands and helping and helping and helping. Sure, sure. And after some months, they started to uh, to to attack them. It started with words. It started with uh, fi little fire bombs. Sure, sure. Words. Firecrackers. Yeah, firecrackers into the houses where they were refugees. So, and um, today we have big political discussion that our president Merkel that she didn't make a, made a lot of mistakes she never changed the law and she had to to change the law because you have to take care who enter your country sure a lot of refugees they come with the boats though the most of them they say we lost all the papers we have no idea who they are yeah right so then they, they, they never show the id so the the argument is that they could be terrorists and they, they could have be. snuck in, they could have snuck oh. in pretending to be somebody else yeah. or saying whatever and yeah. then yeah, yeah and that is uh, that is the danger and on the other hand I don't know why especially in East Germany when you when you think about the wall separated the country for um, forty years right so and in this time. In East Germany, we had some Vietnamese, we had some people from Mozambique. It was like an exchange between the social, socialism, um, socialistic states. So, but they were not in our community. You know? huh. We were under us. 
So, and after the wall came down, everything changed, and now a lot of foreign people enter into the country. Huh. It started in the early 90s. There came a lot of people from Russia. Okay. They called German Russians because of the history. And uh, so they got a lot of money to, to build the houses. But there we have parts in Germany. They called like Little Moscow. Oh, wow. They're only living the Russian under the, in, in their community. Sure. So, and um, even they... They hate today the refugees. No. It's crazy. It's crazy. So <laughs> I don't know. I I know some people which are only traveling, you know, like in a hotels and in a club, a vacation club. Oh, sure, sure, sure. So, yeah. And they never meet normal people like this. Right. Or, or it, it, it opens your mind when you're traveling. Sure. Well, and I mean, and, India, and that's oh why God, that's I think they are afraid. I always, I really want to know it of what you are afraid to lose your job oh, you don't yeah. get money and it's not realistic it's a feeling sure it's nothing which you can yeah why do we hate refugees because we're like this is our we were here first and it's like but when no it's not we, we came from somewhere first. else too our yeah. it's it's not we were here first it is they are afraid the refugees take their jobs but it's, it's crazy we need people in special jobs sure. we need engineers we don't have enough people for the work wow. and there are a lot of refugees or the most of them they want work because they want to earn money sure they don't want the the, the, the money from the from the state no of course not i mean well every but that's the whole point of well, isn't that the point of living is to try to prosper and be I don't know. I'm what's the point? I, I was. I sometimes wonder, like, what's the point of life? But you're yeah. traveling, and and that's an, an, a really cool and amazing, and opening up your mind to think. But it's like, why? Why do people do what they do? Why do we stay alive? What are we doing? Is it all meaningless? <laughs> yeah, is, yeah. That's a question. That is a question. Um, for me, it's always. I say it makes my life richer when I have also people with other culture, cultures around me. Sure. I, I met some months ago, I met an Indian student in Rostock, in the town where I'm living. And with him, I'm, I can speak English. So that is, that is only a little thing, but I like it. So we have right. a German-English mixture. It makes so fun to speak with him. Yeah. So, and, um, and of course you have always you 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 enter or you come on some situation where there's a problem to cultures they 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 beat or not they um they yeah they're correct together yeah 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 they fight they, they attack they they attack they and, and then you have to watch how you handle it sure yeah but i think it's like even you're not gay you you or you say i, I like the people who say yeah. Mm, okay. They they can do what they want. They're homosexual, but I don't I don't want to get in touch with them. But oh. I'm open mind. <laughs> yeah, but I'm open. Right. Exactly. I'm so woke. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I don't understand how like morality and sexuality are so combined. Like it has something to do. We decide that it has something to do with integrity or I don't know this moral stance. It's very like 
it's something so personal and yet we make it open but then we like shame it and I don't know and then we it, now with all the porn everywhere we're like we like celebrate it but not it's I just it's being a person is is a, is difficult uh, so where, where else have you traveled other than India India Vietnam uh, Russia Russia wow yeah yeah uh The first time I was very young, I had a, I had a, a Russian boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> in, in the university, yeah, it was so funny. I visited him. Cool. <laughs> 500 kilometers far from, so 600 miles far from Moscow. Okay. Yeah, that's in the I'm frozen saying. tundra. And uh, no, there, <laughs> there I went in summertime six years ago with also with my mother. We were hiking in the tundra and also around the Baikal Lake. Wow. Some days, yeah. And um, I, I did an internship in St. Petersburg. Cool. Yeah, after finishing my uh, university, I was six weeks there. Yeah. So what else? Um, Sweden. So Sweden. The, uh, sweet. It's, um, they're socialists, right? Yeah. 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 I think they they offer all the kindergarten for free. Oh, that's great! Um, it's yeah, Sweden, and it's beautiful. And you have really what we don't have because we have a small country in Sweden. You can drive and drive, and you see only the forest, huh. forest and lakes. Wow! And this is for us. It's German. It's something. Oh, it's so calm. It, it, it calms you down. It's so nice. I did a trip two years ago with two girls, with two friends of mine, and we jumped from camping place to camping place every night. Cool. Yeah, we choose places with lakes, so instead of shower in the morning, we jumped into the lake. Wow. Were you fishing and eating like no, fish and stuff? No, that was only for freshening. Yeah, and so Denmark. Denmark. Um, Best pastries in the world. They, that, that's called a Danish for a reason. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the Danish people, they make the great puff pastry and all the delicious little, their bakeries are butter. They have the best butter, like they always have. Like, yeah, okay. yeah the Danes are, they like okay. to, well, I love Danish people. Yeah. Ebelskiver, those round little pancakes. Okay. Man, they're so good. This is what I saw also in Sweden. Oh, the brown yeah, little smurrebrot. Smurrebrot, that's the bread with, I don't know, a ton of crabs or, or like um, fish or... Smurrebrot. It's yeah. yeah, like a little sand, open-faced sandwich. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, was, that was tasty. And Amsterdam, I imagine. You, Ooh, you I love, love Amsterdam. It? No, I've been, I've been to Amsterdam twice. I, I went for Queen's Day. I've been to really? Queen's Day. Yeah, there she comes out. Well, she... <laughs> I saw her. It was neat. You it's saw not. Her. It's not. Um, and it isn't the Queen's birthday. They actually celebrate the Queen's mother's birthday because it's on the last day of April or whatever. It's like April 30th, and the weather is better. Okay. So the current Queen, like her, her um, birthday's at the end of February, and it's cold and yucky. But the the last day of April is always amazing. And I've been there, and there's no tax in the city for a day. So there's just people selling things and you can like sell your bathroom to people on the street and there everyone's just drinking and partying like an extra million people come into Amsterdam and everyone's wearing orange and there's all these like parades and parties. It's like super fun. Yeah. Friends told me that it's, that's nice. It's, um, I think it's when you think about it a little bit, you celebrate your queen. Yeah. Hell yeah. This is like, 
Really? The, the, the people? It's like an old time. And on the other hand, you have a democracy. Yeah. I think it's in a lot of... Uh, also in um, in Denmark, you have still the crown. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, in England. In the Nor Norway, too. Don't they? In Norway, yeah, they have a king. right. They have a king. So it's. I think it's always interesting. Um, I saw a report about how it was in England when the queen said um, she will give more of the... Uh, more of the right to the prime minister but oh. it's changed in this time sure. and, and also how the prime minister asked her for her opinion in, in, in some interesting yeah also it was for example when Diana died oh. how they handle with it to what they give to the public to the newspaper and uh, how he was asking the queen What, what he can say now and uh, wow that's interesting I didn't realize I she still had power I thought it was um, just a figurehead or a yeah, I historical think in England, kind of she has a big power huh. I think I, I'm not so <laughs> sure. it's all, well it's all beliefs here we yeah but it's, I think in general um, how it can work together the the, the, the government democratic democratic government and the And, and, the and the monarchy, yeah. And the monarchy, yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, where else Where else should we go? What do you... Um, when you go back, what are you going to tell people about your trip? What will be like the things that you'll say like, okay, here's the skinny on America. <laughs> like, where, Or it is the United States. I hate it that we say America because there's like North America yeah, and yeah, South yeah. America. I, I also continent. take... Every, every time when I send a message, I take care of what I'm writing. Um, no, I will say it's um, what I wanted to ch check out here, mm -hmm. how the people speak about Trump, what they think uh, about him. Yeah. So and then I learned LA, it's Hillary land. Yeah. Uh, well, Bernie too. I mean, we yeah, everybody kind of likes California Bernie quite a bit. At all. So um, now what is really, you have um, United States, it's a symbol for... You can, you say, from the, the, the plate washer to millionaire. That sure. was in the history like this. But you really can do here what you want. I mean, you, sh you see everything. So many types of house styles, for example. Sure. So rich people with, with, with expensive clothes, uh, stores with crazy clothes. And then on the other hand, All the homeless yeah. and, and this um, this uh, um, offer of so many types of, of, of living sure this is um, this is what I, I will tell the people and uh, yeah and also what we realized you have so much organic vegan stuff <laughs> Yeah, in a normal supermarket, my my best friend last week, she she get crazy. She said, "Yeah, I only want a normal chocolate. <laughs> I don't want the organic special thing under the moonshine." Uh, That's so funny. For ten dollar, I only want a chocolate for every day for three dollar. Sure. That's so funny. I know it's like cold pressed coconut water. Come on. 
Yeah. Right? I'm going to yeah, $8 coconut water. Yeah, because the stars are drinking and shining with it. <laughs> right. There's there's yeah. skin. It's so... Yeah. It's, I mean, there everything is... We're we're freaky about that here in San Francisco that it's like vegan and cashew milk and whatever it's paleo or yeah we have it also it's in Berlin it's the same it's the same it's the same exactly and the vegans all talk about being vegan yeah yeah, yeah. yeah they tell and you they so want to constantly tell even you even the falafel stands the falafel the the falafel falafel yeah yeah falafel. yeah I love even falafel. there Write down no uh, on the pronouncement. Uh, we propose vegan, <gasps> vegan, and I say it's so stupid. They are swimming on the on the same wave, yeah, of the vegan wave. Because five years ago, not one Turkish man would say or one Lebanese would say we offer vegan falafel. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, no, I mean, I'm, but falafel are they're chickpeas and yeah. and they're great. But I like the little I like the little yogurty sauce that goes with it. I mean, like kind of like I don't think it's uh, the tzatziki. Yeah. I think that that's good. So I I mean, vegans. I get it. Like animals are awesome and you know, I would eat a in the apocalypse, I will eat a human before I eat a raccoon. But, do you know, like, because I just don't think raccoons going to taste good. And they're so cute. They got those little posable thumbs. You know, they're just really cute. And cats, I would never eat a cat or a dog. But human, maybe I, could, I, can, get, I can get down with that. But, I don't know. I, some vegans say they just feel so much better. They believe, they honestly believe that it's like, they're, it's a life-changing and affirming way to live. I think you can, you can, you can eat animals if you need it, but I think two, two things are important. I say always to my friends, don't eat everyday meat uh -huh. and take care where it comes from. Right. So if it's from biological, uh, um, organic farm, uh, if they grow up with her time or the need to grow up and not uh, killed after a day or something sure. like that, then it's okay because it's also a business right yeah, yeah and yeah, that's why yeah. I'm, I'm i don't judge in in general or i don't want to judge in general right and uh, but it's funny because east germans that it would be that is an old stereotype that they're judgy people like even in like the east german judge like when in ice skating or whatever like Nancy Kerrigan days or whatever, right? Like they'd be like, the East German judge gives a, you know, and it's like a, it's a stereotype. And I guess it's not necessarily true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, um, yeah, like not all, all the Americans uh, are wrong smiling. It's also a stereotype. Right. So. Well, so what are some of the stereotypes that have been dispelled of, what are some that existed about Californians or about, people that, from the United States that existed in Germany yeah, that now you yeah, they they eating all the time burger eating all the time burger but we are but you are really eating all the time or you can all over in the town I said who should eat all this it's so we have so many little uh, restaurants where you can buy this and this and this and uh, they driving all over cars driving yes and uh, yeah, they they ask you how are you, but they never listen to the answer. That's absolutely true. That's that is that is an absolutely <laughs> true three thing. Points. We we say there's there are some niceties that we do that well, I don't know why we do them. One of them is we overthink. We say thank you all the time in emails, like 
preemptively and even without for any reason whatsoever we thank people and we're not we don't really we're not really thanking them which is something you say and then we also uh don't ever listen you how, how are you doing if you just great fine that's the answer to that is the word if fine. you have if you have enough time to right. to say fine yeah and he not uh, right they're not even looking yeah. at you anymore it's just a thing that you say <laughs> and this yeah. is uh yeah and that's why i was surprised when the people really spoke with us like in a bus like i told you uh in la and they're really listening and that's that's that feels cute yeah sure yeah uh yes uh, i would think that everything every stereotype that you have about americans is probably true <laughs> like is uh is um have you techies gentrification did you hear about any of that is that that that's, means techie? techies are people that move to san francisco and they're like kids and they work in tech and they make like yeah two hundred thousand dollars a year okay like those are the the tech bros they call them and they say that they're gentrifying in that they're moving into places like the mission and having the rent is like three thousand dollars a month and they're like yeah whatever because yeah. they're just kids that have all this money all of a sudden yeah. and they're just and people say oh they're gentrifying they're ruining everything that's like yeah. the big those are the big tag words that everybody thinks about san francisco right now oh really yeah. okay do, i mean is gentrification a thing like when they do you feel like that's happening in germany where old things are being pushed out and all now it's all it's just It's a big problem, especially in in in, in, in Berlin uh -huh. with the gentrification. Yeah, because in for example, you have one uh, part of the town where all the Turkish people are living, oh. which came in the 50s. They were they came by invitation of the government to work in Germany because we needed people because after the Second World War a lot of people were died the, huh. the men yeah. died in sure. the war yeah so and uh, for growing up the economy like Volkswagen um, all the the big companies they needed workers yeah simple workers so and the Turkish people came and. Uh, in Germany, we say Berlin is the capital of the Turkish people also, and they have uh, some areas. And now the English people come, the, I don't know, even the Chinese, I read the article, huh. about, and they buy the whole streets wow. and make renovation of the houses, throw out the old people, oh. which are living since 20, 30, 40 years there, right. and rise up the, 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 the prices for the apartments. It's the same thing that's happening here. Yeah. They call it the Ellis Act, and it's when Ellis you can Act? Ellis Act. You can evict people from their homes in San Francisco for certain reasons, and you can see on maps like how many people have been forced out of their homes, and then they just, you know, yeah. gut out the building and make it really posh, and then. And I ask myself always: It's interesting that they say it here. Also, who are the people? Who can pay later the high price? Right. Who are the people that are paying six thousand dollars a month? So in seriously, in sat in San Francisco, there's um, apartment complex next door to Twitter. So tw it's all downtown, and um, it's this building called the NEMA N E M A, and it's these two buildings. And we were just looking to see, like, you know, what's what's going on. Their their two bedroom apartment rents for six thousand dollars a month. Even the small one-bedroom apartment is like 
4,000 a month. Hmm. And it's tiny. It's not even a, it's a studio, basically. Hmm. It's almost like a hotel room with a tiny kitchen. And I'm thinking, it's because it's across the street from Twitter, but how are they filling up these? Yeah, yeah. But it's a, it should be a sign that they need, that people come enter the city. I don't know if San Francisco is growing up. Um, because if if you have this offer, or, or you you can have you can give this offer when you have the people who will rent it. Sure, that's the system. It's, or yeah. you can buy it. Or right, everybody is just if they can do it, then they can. Well, and then that's the problem. There's people that if I ever lost my lease, I would have to move out of the city. I I can never afford like. I could never afford what the prices are now. Even for my apartment, I've been in there for like seven years, um, and it's it's just over a grand a month. And if they kicked me out or I had to leave for any reason, when they re-rented it, it'd be twenty five hundred dollars. And it's a studio, and it's in the Tenderloin, like it is in the literally shittiest neighborhood. <laughs> and I'm like twenty five hundred bucks, and but people are people are doing it. People are saying okay. It's just crazy to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, it is. Um, even in my town, it's um, there are one thousand one hundred sixty thousand people are living. Uh huh. So and they are building and building and building and building. And a friend of mine, he's co are working for a house company, and he said that they built a house and it was not even ready. And they sold out already the apartments. Wow. Only on a map, on a plan. Sure. You know? Yeah. That's it's, crazy. It's really crazy. I think it's... Mm, that is also something... When you... Something's sometimes German. You buy your own stuff. for That is yours. I was also thinking about if I buy an apartment or not. But then I said, I, when I buy it... I spend so much money. Yeah. I I will or I have to and then I can't travel anymore. Right. Right. And, and then That's fine. I now I want to give up my apartment which I have now. I want to to find a little one, yeah. more little where I pay less to have more money. Right. To so go travel. <laughs> that's great. Exactly. That makes sense. Well, and the but if you can you Airbnb? I mean, I guess if you owned your home and you wanted to travel I can't, a lot. Because of the owner. Oh, okay. Yeah. But if you ever owned your own house, that's one of the, the options yeah. is that you can actually be yeah. gone the whole time because your house can make money for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because someone's did living here. We did here. it in LA. We've been in two very nice Airbnb. The first was a couple who offered two rooms in their apartment. It yeah. was a big house. Not an uh, apartment, it was a house yeah. between Beverly Hills and Fairfax, so very rich. Yeah. And uh, a huge, two, huge kitchen, as, um, living room, three big, we had so big room, the own bathroom. Wow. And then a garden, a pool, and a garden house. Super cool. So it was a young couple of 33 years old, or something like this. Wow. And um, the second one, it was um, a lady by 50 years old. Uh -huh. She was artist. Cool. And she was living a little, also a little bit not conservative, alt alternative. Sure, sure. That was good. She she started to grow her own salad on the roof. Oh, 
That's awesome. Yeah. Um, or you mean like pot salad or like actual lettuce? Uh, lettuce. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you call it salad? Sure, we call it salad. That's funny. Well, when you if you when you call it salad when you mix it with other people's weeds. Okay. So like people will say, "Oh, let's make a salad," and it's basically like That's taking funny. different okay. greens and putting them together. So okay. Yeah. So you I can take that new, home. I, yeah. I learned a new vocabulary. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, any you can call it any. Some people call it trees. They call it yeah. They say like trees. You ask, did you trees? Like okay. it's a it's a street slang for marijuana is trees. Okay. And then um, salad. Yeah, green leaf. I I love marijuana. Uh, is is it legal in Germany? Mm, I think only to smoke. I I think you can only have two. One gram, okay, just tiny yeah. bits. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's not like here. Yeah. You change, <laughs> you change the law, right? Yeah, it's From illegal now. It's going to be weird because um, it's eventually going to be like alcohol. Mm. So right now we're in this sort of cowboy land of like, wow, wild west. We don't know what we're doing. But it, you'd think that changed something for the people who smoked it? No, it just costs more now. I mean, they just tax the crap out of it. Yeah. Has like a 33% tax. Yeah, I, yeah. It, it was so funny. I made a report about it. Oh. Yeah. The 20, end of the last year, I made a report. It was um, uh, for a, a German-French TV channel. Cool. And uh, I used the material from the agency. So and when I entered here to LA, I said to my friend, oh, yes, yes. There's a weed shop. Yeah, it's legal here now. They have a new law. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. I mean, it just it just means that we have to that they're taxing it, but they only tax it 12% if you still have your medical card. So, if you're recreational like you could just walk in, show them your ID that you're 21 and you can buy weed, but it's taxed at 33%. Whereas if you have a medical card and you go in, you buy your weed, same weed, but you only get taxed 12%. Okay. So. Yeah, I, I read about that it is the commerce behind. Yeah, it's gonna make, it's making yeah. a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's green technology, I think is gonna yeah. save us. Like fixing the world with, you know, like all of the pollution that's been happening and like, we're gonna have to like, green technology our way out of it i don't know if we need to create a fungus that eats oil or like something that i don't know eats plastic wouldn't that be amazing i don't know some alien being that eats plastic you yeah, clean after, up out after of the finishing the soup you eat your plate yeah right your bowl. wouldn't that be funny that would mm. be weird but Would you know that in, um, in did you saw it in a restaurant here? We have it in some Mexican restaurant. They um, they serve your food in a Taco Bell, which is like a bowl. Right, 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 like a, a tortilla bowl. Uh, yeah, tortilla bowl. Sure, and yeah. You can eat everything. Yeah, that's, that's great. Good. That's, that's a great, great idea. Eat. Absolutely. Yeah, and I once um, I went to a middle age market, and there they served it in the leaves of the. Um, white. What's a vegetable name? It's round like this. Potato uh, shoot shoot. No bamboo shoot. Um, it's white. Crude. In crude French, it's choucroute. Um, it's a very simple vegetable. What you it's eat it, in eggplant winter. aubergine? No. No, it's white. White. white rutabaga. Like, like a like a ball. Huh. Like a rutabaga, maybe. 
Turnip. Rutabaga. Turnip. I don't know. I'm thinking white. Yeah. So they, they use the leaves because they're strong. Cool. Also like a bowl. That was also cool. You don't have rubbish. I love no it. Waste. Yeah. yeah, no rubbish, no waste. Yeah. Uh, we have a couple minutes left. Anything oh, else wow. you want to leave um, our American listeners yeah. with or any <laughs> shout out? You can speak German if you want. Yeah, vielleicht versteht mich ja jemand. Ich bin total froh, dass du mich eingeladen hast, hierher zu kommen. Und finde es total verrückt, weil ich in Deutschland mit einem Freund eine ähnliche Radioshow mache und äh, ich werde äh, in dieser Radioshow dann wieder in Deutschland darüber erzählen. Ein Translator. Um, I'm very thankful that you invited me here. It was, uh, yeah, it was really great. It, it, um, it makes fun. And it's so funny because I do the same thing in Germany with a friend. Brad. It's also a free radio. And uh, we meet once in a month. Cool. Yeah, for, and we call it beer Länge. That means the long or the uh, like a glass of beer. Uh -huh. And the time why we drink until the end, this is the time which we speak. That's great. Yeah, and it's wow. the name of the show. That's also. really cool. So, and I will uh, maybe you can send me a link. Send me. A yeah, link I'll give you a link of this and absolutely. And, and you should send me a link of yours. It. Yeah. yeah. Uh, listen, to, well, I mean, I don't speak German. I can try to put it into Google Translate or something. Yeah. I don't but, know what those magic. But maybe somebody of yours. Well, and I have a Turkish friend who grew up in Berlin. Yeah, so... He's, uh, un his name is Under. And he's Turkish, but he speaks fluent German because he grew up there. So... Because oh, he was good. one of the people he, that he came over. Yeah. He can prove you that he's right. one of the people. Exactly. From he's like, well, he's, I think he was I've the son of one, yeah. maybe. because. But he, he owns... um. He made this belt. He makes leather goods. And He's he hand here? Yeah, he lives here now in the city. Huh? And he's cool. and he's under Keshin, skin on skins. Yay, go get him. Wow. Anyways, it's great stuff. Who are you going to go down to the beach now? Yeah, that's uh, that's the plan. Yay! I know it's beautiful outside. Well, thank you so much. Yeah. For being welcome. here. This has been awesome. You guys have been listening to Some Call Me Tim on Mutiny Radio. Uh, we'll be back next week with I can't remember who it is next week. Oh well, doesn't matter. They'll be here. I'll be here. Enjoy um, your day. Yay. Thank you. Uh, we'll see you guys next time. So I'm coming to him. Bye. Tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-face McRat. <laughs>
everybody. Listen to the weekly review with Roman every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. This is an unapologetically anti-capitalist program. We interview community organizers, activists, and artists. We talk about ways you can take action right now. So listen in to the weekly review every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. Mr. Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles.